Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. We just talked about the changing landscape of television contracts and NIL and conference jumping and the like. Going to get a little bit more grounded here and talk about a guy who's going to be on the field playing this year and a guy who I actually think is sitting on a very good uh, junior season. The starting quarterback for the Stanford Cardinal, Tanner McKee, joins me here on CBS Sports Radio. Tanner, Tanner, Jody Mack here. How's your summer going? It's going great. Doing a lot of things. We're in the middle of fall camp right now, getting ready for the season. I just finished up an internship a couple of weeks ago. Things are going great. Very nice. Where was your internship? So I was actually doing an internship on a private equity firm called Altamont nearby here in Palo Alto, and it was it was a great experience for me. I loved it. Very nice. All right. Speaking of a great experience, uh, I do want to take you out to the field and talk about your upcoming season. But prior to you come out of high school, uh, All-American, choices as to where you're going to go to college, eventually uh, uh, accept a uh, scholarship at Stanford. But before you enroll, you went on a two-year mission with the Church of Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints. How tough a decision was that to put football aside to go on the mission that you did? Yeah, I mean, it was pretty crazy. Um, when you serve a mission, you have no idea where you're going to go, so... Um, I ended up going to Brazil. It was amazing. Loved my experience, but obviously football was very limited down there. Um, people didn't really have a concept of American football. It was all soccer. So, um, it it was definitely hard for those two years, got, got out of shape, but honestly, in the long run, missing football for two years, when I came back, I was, I was really hungry to, to grind and to play football again, to get back in the weight room and things like that. So overall, it, it was motivating for me. And, and before the decision, I feel like I always planned on serving a mission. So I try to let coaches know in advance um, that I was going to serve. And it's always been a lifelong goal for me. So um, that was already always part of the plan. And, of course, football made it hard. But Coach Shaw was very supportive, and he, and he was great about it. That is great news, and I'm glad that the mission uh, – you achieved what you wanted to and got out of the mission what you wanted, it sounds like, except football work. So did you play soccer while you were down there in Brazil? What did you do if there weren't football options out there to you to keep your skills in uh, tip-top shape? What did you do to keep your at least yourself athletically in shape? Yeah, it was pretty crazy. So every morning we would have – we could wake up at 6.30 and do a light workout. Um, we didn't really have gyms where I was, so it was a lot. I brought a ton of bands did a lot of body work as far as like push-ups, pull-ups, things like that. Um, depending on the area that I was in, sometimes I would try to throw a football, but it, it was pretty tough having no receivers or even people with the concept of, of how to throw a football, how to play catch. Um, so just, just kind of trying to keep my arm in shape. Um, obviously got a little bit out of shape, but when I came back, I feel like everything was able to get back smoothly back into shape. 
All right, so uh, freshman year, you didn't uh, play a whole heck of a lot. Last year, starting quarterback position, kind of up to for grabs. You didn't start week one, but went in and played well and then grabbed the starting job thereafter. And uh, the rest, as they say, is history. Um, Moving from your freshman year to your sophomore year, um, getting back into the flow of football after, as you uh, have detailed for us, the two years you played away. What was it that got you back to the level that you were at when you were at high school for your sophomore year last year at Stanford? Yeah, I think it was just repetition. Um, anytime you go to, to a big school, you're going to have to compete. Um, I knew that coming into it. I knew when I was going to go on my mission. When I came back, I was going to have to compete for the job. Nobody was giving out handouts anywhere. Um, and so came back, just kind of set my mind to it. Um, like I said before, I was hungry to – get back in the film room, get back in the weight room, get on the field with the guys again because it's been so long since I was able to play football. So I really missed it, and it was able to compete, and and that's why we play, to compete with each other. So um, overall, it was a great experience for me. All right. I do want to ask about last year. Uh, You guys got out to a 3-2 and start, including an upset win over Oregon in overtime, uh, and it looked like the season could turn into a good one for you. And then you guys lost six straight games. What happened? Uh, I I think for us, the biggest thing would be consistency. We we kept showing uh, bright sparks of the team that we could be. Um, And then due to mental mistakes, injuries, things like that, we just weren't as consistent as we wanted to be. So this year, that was a big focus for us. Um, Consistency, doing the little things right, um, and just marching down the field, not getting complacent with any games and, really putting teams away when we're ahead in the second, third, and fourth quarter. All right. For the Stanford fans out there, other than I'm telling them this kid McKee's going to be a heck of a quarterback here this year, uh, besides my evaluation of your game, give us a reason why Stanford is going to be better and a legit Pac-12 contender this year. Um, so I'm just excited. We're having everybody back. Uh, we have a very experienced team with a ton of talent. Um, I mean, just on the offensive side, we're getting all our O-line back um, at receivers. We never, we never played a game where we had all of our, rec- all our starting receivers um, healthy at the same time. They're all healthy now. We've had a great offseason, kind of that offseason with a chip on your shoulder, like you have something to prove. Um, our slogan during the offseason has been entitled to nothing. We're going to have to earn everything. Um, so I really feel like these guys are, are hungry, playing with a chip on our shoulder, and ready to prove a lot of people wrong and uh, compete for a, a Pac-12 title. I want to get to that chip on your shoulder thing with a couple of Pac-12 teams deciding in the future they're no longer going to beat Pac-12 teams. But before I go there, uh, I'm a fan of yours, maybe even bigger fan of your coach, David Shaw. Uh, I've suggested, oh, basically for about a decade, that David Shaw is going to move on. Somebody's going to come in a bigger program, an NFL team. Somebody's going to get uh, David Shaw out of Stanford, and it's never happened how much does that motivate you guys to know that you've got one of the most respected coaches in the country and a guy who has stuck it out and stayed at Stanford because he loves the program and uh, the job that he has? How much does that play on a day-in, day-out basis with the team? Well, it, it, it's huge. Coach Shaw is a guy of character, a guy of loyalty, um, especially for me in the recruiting process, knowing I was going to go on a mission for two years, knowing that so many coaches were going to be on different teams and it's it was actually kind of funny going to Pac-12 Media Day and seeing all these coaches in 
different polos than when they were recruiting me back in 2018 <laughs> or 2017 mm-hmm. even. Uh, but Coach Shaw is still here at Stanford doing his thing. And like you said, one of the most respected coaches in college football. So um, playing under him has really been uh, a blessing for me, just how he knows the game, how respected his opinion is in the NFL, um, and just his character off the field, I, I feel like, is, is unmatched. He's really a coach um, that helps us prepare for things on the field, but he realizes that there's so much other things in life and so many other important aspects of life that we need to balance as well. Yeah, and, oh, by the way, I, I punched you up on Twitter, and here's the quote from David Shaw. I was going to ask you these things, but, David Shaw, your coach has already asked you these things, so I'm going to ask you to repeat them as well. Uh, you can be dedicated to your team, be dedicated to your development as a quarterback, and still find time to cultivate the person you want to be away from football. Here are two questions for you. How would you describe yourself to someone without talking about football and if football was taken away from me today, what would I do to fill my day? Well, I know you had a good internship. You already told us that. But above and beyond that, what would you say to someone if you were just shooting the breeze about something other than football? What do you think the first conversation would be about? Uh, I feel like for me personally, I feel like I've been given a lot. Um, I'm, I'm very religious, um, and I feel like I can uh, help a lot of people in a lot of different ways. I feel like I've been blessed, obviously, athletically. Um, but with a great family, with great friends, I'm here at Stanford with such a great network. I feel like I can really help a lot of people on, on different paths. I feel like that was one of the reasons where, that I decided to serve a mission to kind of help other people that were less fortunate. Every opportunity um, that Stanford has, which they've been great with, um, giving back to the community, doing community service, reading to local elementary schools has really been great. Um, and, and so that, was, that would probably be my answer for that. Your faith and your work that you've done is applaudable. Uh, your internships sound like fun, and you got some valuable experience. But is Tanner McKee an NFL quarterback in your mind? Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's definitely something that I focused on um, the last the last little bit. Always in the back of my mind, I'm going to focus on the present. Um, and and this year, it's definitely something that. Uh, that I'm striving for, um, had a good conversation with Coach Shaw about it. Um, right now, I'm focusing on Stanford football, college football, everything right now. But um, in the future, that's definitely a dream, aspiration. I'm definitely trying to compare myself to those who are already in the NFL and their game and um, trying to match myself to be at that level or, or even better. Interesting. What pro quarterback either in the NFL now or maybe one that's already come and gone and had the career that he had is there one that kind of jumps out to you and says yeah that's what my game is like I can be like that maybe I need to improve a little to get to his level is there a guy you compare yourself with um first thing that comes to mind is probably two people um when I was in high school I had the opportunity to throw Drew Brees um obviously he's an incredible quarterback an incredible person off the field um, but something I can take away from him is when we went to go train, when he stepped on the field for training, it was, it was time to train. There were no jokes. He was, he was acting like he was about to prepare to play the Super Bowl. Very serious, so detailed in, in everything that he did. And then once the workout was over, he was the nicest guy, cracking jokes, saying hi to everybody. And so I feel like that mentality of how to approach practice really stuck with me. Um, that I try to carry on into my game. And then another guy that I was thinking of is Peyton Manning. 
um, the way that he approaches the game um, mentally with his film study. Um, I mean, there's so many things written on him of how worried he was that he wasn't going to be prepared mentally or in the film room for games. And so he over-prepared and he was so ready for each game. And so I feel like those two guys have been two guys that I've watched growing up ever since I was a little kid. And I really try to emulate my game after them. Uh, two guys uh, you should be quite happy with if your uh, game does in any way, shape, or form compared to, the, uh, to yours. I'd say you're a little more Peyton than Breeze for one reason, one reason only. Six foot six, two thirty five. Drew Brees was never six foot six, two thirty five. You are at least off the uh, games that I watched you play last year, more of a prototypic pocket pocket quarterback. Uh, a lot of college quarterbacks are uh, guys who can pull it down and take off, make forty five, fifty yard running plays. That's not your ballywick. That's not the strength of your your game. What are you uh, going to do as a team this year? What has Coach got uh, planned for you that you're going to be able to tap into your strengths, which to me is uh, pocket awareness, smarts, and a pretty damn good howitzer attached to your right-hand arm. Uh, how's it going to work in the Stanford offense this year? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're going to run our offense that, that we always have um, with a pro-style offense. It's, it's been great. I feel like it's going to be a lateral movement from here to, to the NFL. You've seen Davis Mills. Um, make the lateral movement. He uh, he could step into the NFL and play and be successful very quickly. So I feel like that's super important. Um, but with the weapons we have, we're really gonna air out the ball that I'm I'm super excited for. Um, I feel like that um, we can play to our strengths a little bit with the weapons that we have, um, and then play to my strengths as well as a quarterback. All right, uh, I am a wonk of a college football fan and. Uh probably an over-converted uh, scout to watching guys play on the collegiate level and then be able to step up to the NFL. And the position I check out and have opinions on more than any is quarterback. And you opened my eyes last year. So I follow everybody else's as well, check everybody else's grades and the like. I've seen some that have considered you a top-five quarterback in college football this year and other lists where you're not even in the top 25. I question those, but it's, I go, well, where's Santa McKee? McKee's not in the top 20. He's not in the top 25. What the hell are they doing? Um, do you follow any of this stuff? Do you know this stuff? Other than me telling you right here, right now, do you know how you are observed by others as to where you fall in line into other college football uh, quarterbacks going into the 2022 season? Uh, I mean, I, I try not to pay attention too much to it. I obviously have guys come up to me and tell me that, oh, so-and-so put you here, so-and-so put you here in the draft or anything like that. But um, honestly, they're all opinions for, for different people, and um, I'm, I'm just going to focus on, on my game and let the, the rest take care of it. So uh, right now I'm focused on college football and perfecting my game and playing to the best of my ability, and everything else will take care of itself. Good for you on both fronts. All right, uh, we did just uh, quickly touch on this earlier. Now i got to get your real take for it. Open up against Colgate on the 3rd of September and then game two at home against USC. Great natural rival. I know you know what USC is in the landscape of college football historically, but in the present-day landscape, they're taking off. They're getting out. They're absconding from the Pac-12. You mentioned that you were at Pac-12 Media Day as a player, but I'm sure you observed everything else and heard everybody else's question. 
How much extra motivation for your games against USC early and UCLA a little bit later? As a Cali kid watching two major programs jump ship to go to the Big Ten, uh, no, no extra speeches needed from Coach Shaw this year? What are those two games going to be like? I mean, we, we, we want to beat USC and UCLA every year. Obviously, growing up in Southern California, um, playing them is, is kind of like playing my rival. I feel like I know 80% of that of those teams. Um, and, and so we're, we're prepared. We're ready. We're very excited um, to play both of those teams. I mean, last year we went into the Coliseum and just walking into the Coliseum, looking around. I feel like I've been to so many games there. Um, and, and so it was really kind of surreal for me to realize that now I was going out my first start to play USC that I've come to watch so many times growing up as a kid. So um, it, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. There's obviously a ton of motivation. There's um, a ton of hype around USC right now. And so uh, we're very excited and up to, up to the challenge to uh, shut that down week two. All right. Uh, I have used this phrase. I've heard others use, use it before, so it wasn't like it was my original. I just copied it. That Stanford is like an Ivy League school on the West Coast, with all the Ivy League schools being here on the East Coast, West Coast. Well, who's the best of West Coast? Stanford academically, as good as it gets on the West Coast. How tough is your classwork in Stanford these days? Um, yeah, I think it kind of depends on your major. I'm studying economics right now, which is, which is pretty challenging. Um, a lot of math involved. I, I took like a, it was a little bit of economics mixed with statistics last quarter. That was pretty tough. Um, during the season, we don't take a ton of units just because of how focused we're going to be on season. And then in the winter and the spring is really when you pile up your, your class schedule. So Honestly, as long as you're smart about it and you kind of plan ahead, um, it, it, it's very bearable. You you don't have time to really slack on anything, um, but I, I would definitely say it's it, it's bearable. All right, last uh, football question: Who's the best player you ever played against? Be it on the high school level, I don't know. You played against high school? Maybe you played a guy who's already in the NFL or the collegiate level or at practice that maybe there's a teammate you want to put up there on a pedestal. Some guys have already graduated to the NFL, rookies this year, uh, the Badeau uh, making uh, as high as he did to the first round. Who's the best player that Tanner McKee has ever played against? Um, that's an interesting question. Um, honestly, the first couple of guys that come to mind um, would probably be our secondary this year, um, oh. we're super stacked with Caillou Blue Kelly, Jonathan McGill, um, Pat Fields. Those guys are are honestly really amazing how they can anticipate routes, how they work together, how they disguise defenses. Um, so I would say from a day-in and day-out perspective, how hard they work and how hard it is to get completions on those guys, I, I would probably put up those guys over anybody. Well, if Coach Shaw is listening, he's going to love the fact that you went to your teammates to say the best player you've ever played against. Good for her. good for them and good for you on doing it. All right, what kind of season is Tanner McKee? Do you set any goals for yourself? Are they numerical? Are they success of the team? At the end of the year when it's over and done with and you've got to make a decision whether you're going to make yourself eligible for the NFL draft, what are you basing success for yourself on this year on? 
Yeah, I mean, I think we try not to make numerical goals. Um, honestly, every time we touch the football, we want to put it into the end zone and we want to win every game. Um, I, I feel like that's a, a great goal, very attainable for the team and for us. Um, it's specific to the offense. And I, I think it's very realistic with the weapons that we have, with um, how knowledgeable we are of the offense, how experienced we are at O-line, receiver. Um, I, I'm very excited and very optimistic for this season. And, and honestly, we're, we're just ready to play football. We're kind of getting towards the end of camp. Um, things are, guys are just ready uh, to, to play some football. And so I, I, can't really, I really can't wait. It's only a couple of weeks away. Tanner, get after it. We appreciate you hopping on board with us today. Best of luck on a great season. Really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.